Greetings in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. I appreciate it. All the things that have been shared so far today here. Appreciated the inspirational devotional. Since my main message is not particularly uh, focused on inspiring you majorly. In fact, um, I should have just given Jerry my notes and then he could have just done the whole thing for me right away. My title is Be Ye Kind. If you remember, since it was quite a while ago that I uh, did my, did the la- uh, since I preached a message from the gifts, or the fruits rather, fruits of the Spirit there in Galatians 5, I am back to that. And the fruit, I'll just read that uh, Galatians 5, verse uh, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And I um, started at the bottom of the list and worked. Uh, been working my way up the list, and today's the next one that uh, we were coming to is gentleness in the King James rendition. However, in most other uh, translations, it would be kindness, and. Uh, the uh, Strong's definitions point uh, very much to kindness as the uh, word there. So that is where we're at this morning. Um, Yeah, nice uh, foundation there, Jerry. And we'll uh, try to continue with that. If you're able, stand with me and we'll have a brief time of prayer. Father, thank you again this morning. Thank you for this assembly, for all that are present. Thank you for any who would have had a desire to be here and are not able. Ask a blessing on them as well. And Father, thank you for everything uh, that has been shared here today already. Bless the brothers who participated in ministering, teaching, and leading singing and such, and Father, as we now spend just a little bit of time or additional time on the subject of kindness, we ask you to be with us, to bless us, to bless our this hour together here, and to uh, cause your face to shine upon us, give us understanding of your word, your truths, your principles, and how we should uh, live and walk in them. Thank you, Lord, for every place where people are gathered in Jesus' name. 
We pray that uh, your word would be the rule of life for those who believe and that many others would come to faith as well. So Lord, again, we commit this service to you and thank you for the opportunity to gather. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So we began in Galatians 5.22, where the uh, fruits of the Spirit are listed. Maybe just a couple of other verses. Um, Maybe I'll read it in the ASV as well, the authorized standard version. version. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. Against such there is no law. So there it does use the word kindness. Uh, Luke 6.35, words of Jesus. But love your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Speaking of God, obviously. Uh, we'll look at that uh, probably at the end of the message as well and look at it in a little more detail, but just noting that. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. I think we could uh, um, agree with that verse, couldn't we? God is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. Um, if, If human beings would get a due recompense... It would look quite different, wouldn't it? So God is actually quite kind to the uh, human race, even though they, many of them are very unappreciative of it. And this familiar verse in Ephesians 4.32, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So just a, that's just a few verses on uh, uh, giving us a little glimpse into the biblical uh, subject of kindness, being kind. Now, how about we look at Wikipedia's idea of kindness? It's not too bad. Kindness is a type of behavior marked by acts of generosity, consideration, and rendering assistance or concern for others without expecting praise or reward in return. And that's that's pretty good, isn't it? Let me read that again. Kindness is a type of behavior marked by acts of generosity, consideration, rendering assistance, or concern for others without expecting praise or reward in return. Kindness is a topic of interest in philosophy, religion, and psychology. Kindness is Kindness was... Tell me if you agree with this one. 
Kindness was one of the main topics in the Bible. <laughs> says was. <laughs> that's that's Wikipedia. Anyhow, but that first sentence actually that actually really does uh, encapsulate it well. Kindness is a type of behavior marked by acts of generosity, consideration rendering assistance or concern for others without expecting praise or reward in return. That that says it pretty well. Uh, let's take a look at Webster's 1828 Dictionary. Goodwill, benevolence, that temper or disposition which delights in contributing to the happiness of others, which is exercised cheerfully in gratifying their wishes. Supplying their wants or alleviating their distresses. I have to admit that uh, uh, that challenged my thinking a little bit as I uh, considered uh, his definition there, uh, Webster, in 1828, uh, which is exercised cheerfully in gratifying their wishes, supplying their wants or alleviating their distresses. Benignity of of nature, kindness ever accompanies ever accompanies love. <clears throat> and then a second one: act of goodwill, uh, any act of benevolence which promotes the happiness and welfare or welfare of others. Charity, hospitality, attention to the wants of others are deemed acts of kindness. Or kindnesses. And then just a, a simple uh, term, uh, definition, doing good rather than harm. Gentle, moral goodness, integrity, so forth. <clears throat> so that's a, a little bit on the definition of kindness. Obviously, summed up by... Um, Taking an interest in others and acting accordingly. <laughs> Caring about others and acting accordingly. Um, marked by acts of generosity, consideration, and rendering assistance and concern for others. So, it is a fruit of the Spirit. Kindness is, or yeah, kindness uh, is a fruit of the Spirit. So if it is listed as a fruit of the Spirit, then I suppose that you would expect someone who has the Spirit to also have the fruit. Is that right? That's right. Um, not sure what to say about that gentleman, Jerry. I'm glad you didn't tell us who he was. That way we can't uh, judge him, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, he played a, played a prank on you, but I, I, I'd have to say that uh, that was kind of a nasty way of, of uh, reaching out to a person, wasn't it? Um, so, yes, it's a fruit of the Spirit, so you would expect someone who has the Spirit of Christ to have this fruit to a, some measure, at least. 
whether it's someone else or whether it's myself, right? You know, we would expect to have some of the fruit of kindness in our lives. If it is a fruit of the Spirit, then it's something that the Spirit will work at producing in our lives. Because it is a fruit of the Spirit. And as the Spirit works in us, it will work toward that reality. A little bit uh, like I believe was stated, we, we don't always, uh, you know, it, it, we're not always there. We're not always where we know we'd like to be. But if we have the spirit within, it will be working in us to move us in that direction and to work that fruit in our lives. Jesus said it this way in... Uh, Matthew twelve thirty three says, Either make the tree good or and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. And by saying that, he's alluding to the fact that we are known by our fruits as human beings. We are known what is in our hearts by the fruit that comes out of our lives. And here's uh, another, uh, also in, in, this is in Luke 6, 43 to 45. For a good, for a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. And so again, it's the, it's the, it's the, um, the concept that whatever is in the heart is what will come out. And what comes out is evidence of what's in the heart and so forth. You know a tree by its fruit. You know a life by the fruit that it produces. So, if we have the Spirit of Christ, it will be evident by the fruit. And one of those fruits is the fruit of kindness. So, it's a fruit of the Spirit, and the Spirit will work toward producing that in us. But we are also, like Ephesians 5 says, be ye kind one to another, That is a commandment. So it is a fruit of the Spirit, but it is also a commandment that is given to us. Something to be exercised. We are commanded to exercise kindness in our lives. So different aspects of the the same thing. You know, we have the Spirit of God working it in us, and we have God telling us, exercise it. you know, it's it is through exercising that we generally improve in our skills, right? We have a similar thought in Colossians. These verses kind of run parallel to each other. 
have the one there in Ephesians. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. And then Colossians, put ye on, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, vows of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave, so also do ye. <clears throat> and then just, uh, why don't you turn to this scripture in First Peter. First Peter chapter 3, verse 8. Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrariwise blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips, that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. Now that uh, scripture in uh, in this in this uh, version doesn't necessarily use the word kindness, but it surely gives a lot of uh, the idea uh, of kindness <clears throat> to. Uh, So let's uh, let's just take a little bit of time, and, and uh, since we are commanded to ex, or yeah, we are we are commanded to be kind. We are commanded to exercise kindness. Uh, let's just take a little bit of time and and uh, think about what that might look like in real life. Uh, so in this scripture here in Peter, we are told to not render evil for evil. Or railing for railing, but contrarywise, blessing. So uh, that would, uh, I suppose, we would all conclude that that is uh, kindness. You know, to rather than uh, ra- uh, evil for evil or railing for railing, rather give a blessing. Uh, that that is, that is an that would be a, a, that would be kindness to to do that to not render evil for evil and to not render a railing for a railing but rather to to, to be kind to give a blessing <clears throat> and to refrain his his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile it doesn't necessarily mention it here. But I think of, uh, and I didn't write the reference down, but it's that scripture that speaks about being busybodies in other men's matters, uh, which is more commonly called gossip. Uh, to refrain from speaking evil, to refrain from guile, to refrain from gossip is kindness, Right? That's one version or one way we can be kind to our fellow man. 
Earlier in the, the verses there in Ephesians, it spoke of uh, being kind, tender-hearted, forgiving. And Colossians also, uh, kindness, humbleness of mind, long uh, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing, forgiving. Uh, again, the uh, I, uh, I suppose... I suppose that when people forgive you for your offenses, you probably consider that kindness. I suppose that would be a definition of kindness to forgive someone who's violated you for whatever reason. So different ways that um, kindness can be exercised in a, in real life matters, uh, kindness with our tongues, kindness with our uh, actions, kindness in forgiving our fellow man. So kindness is something that we are commanded to do, uh, to exercise. I'd like to look at uh, several Bible examples of uh, of kindness or, in some cases, the lack of kindness. Uh, let's go to First Samuel for the first one. That's First Samuel chapter twenty-five. <coughs> so this is the case where um, David and his men were out in the on the run. And they were getting hungry. And maybe we'll just uh, read a little bit here. Uh, Just simply begin in verse verse 1 of chapter 25. And Samuel died, and all the Israelites were gathered together and lamented him and buried him in, in the house of Ramah. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. And there was a man in in Moan whose possessions were in Carmel, and the man was very great. And he had 3,000 sheep and a 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now the name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife Abigail, and she was a woman of good understanding and of a beautiful countenance, but the man was curlish and evil in his doings, and he was of the house of Caleb. And David heard in the wilderness that Nabal did shear his sheep, and David sent out ten young men. And David said unto the young men, Get you up to Carmel, and go to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And I think we just jump over to verse 9. And when David's young men came, they spake to Nabal according to all these words in the name of David, and ceased. And Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David and who is the son of Jesse? There be many servants nowadays that break away every man from his master. 
Shall I take, shall I then take my bread and my water and my flesh that I have killed for my shears and give it unto men whom I know not whence they be? So David's young men turned their way and went again and came and told him all those sayings. So let's just stop there for a moment and ask the question, was Nabal kind (laughs) to David and to his men? Um, I think we all know the answer to that. Don't need much explanation. Nabal was anything but kind. Um, Yeah. Of course, we know the, uh, we're familiar with the story. David, in verse 13, David said unto his men, Gird ye on every man his sword, and they girded on every man his sword, and David also girded on his sword, and they went up after David about 400 men, and 200 abode by the stuff. <clears throat> so, David is uh, heading out to actually take revenge on uh, Nabal for not uh, being kind to him. But, the story doesn't end there, but one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Behold, David sent messengers out of the wilderness to salute our master, and he railed on them. But the men were very good unto us, and we were not hurt, neither missed we anything, as long as we were conversant with them when when we were in the fields. They were a wall unto us, both night and day, and all the while we were with them, keeping the sheep. Now therefore know and consider what thou wilt do, for evil is determined against our master, against all his household, for he is such a son of Belial that a man cannot speak to him. Then Abigail made haste and took two hundred loaves and two bottles of wine and five sheep ready dressed and five measures of parched corn and a hundred clusters of raisins, two hundred cakes of figs and laid them on asses. And she said unto her servants, Go on before me. Behold, I come after you. But she told not her husband Nabal, and it was so as she rode on the ass that she came down by the covert of the hill, and behold, David and his men came down against her, and she met them. Now David had said, Surely in vain I have kept all this fellow hath in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that pertaineth unto him, and he hath requited me evil for good. So and more also do God unto the enemies of David, if I leave of all that pertaineth to him by morning anything that pitheth against the wall. And when Abigail saw David, she hasted and lighted off the ass, and fell before David on her face, and bowed herself to the ground, and fell at his feet, and said, Upon me, my Lord, upon me let this iniquity be, and let thine handmaid, I pray thee, speak in thine audience, and hear the words of thy handmaid, Let not, my Lord, I pray thee, regard this man of Belial, even Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, thine handmaid, saw not the young men of my Lord, whom thou didst send. Now therefore, my Lord, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, seeing God, the Lord hath withholden thee from coming to shed blood, and from avenging thyself with thine own hand, now let thine enemies and let and they that seek evil 
to my Lord be as Nabal. And now this blessing which thine handmaid hath brought unto my Lord, let it be given unto the young men that follow my Lord. And I pray thee, forgive the trespass of thine handmaid, for the Lord will certainly make my Lord a sure house, because my Lord fighteth the battles of the Lord, and evil hath not been found in thee all the days. And maybe I'll just... uh, Maybe just drop down to verse 35. So when so David received of her hand that which she had brought him and said unto her, Go up in peace to thine house. See, I have hearkened to thy voice and have, hex, have accepted thy person. And I think I'll just stop there. Uh, we know this story uh, quite well, how Abigail uh, brought all those goods and appeased David's anger uh, against Nabal and... Uh, kept him from going out and shedding blood and taking vengeance in his own hands. Um, So, Abigail was kind. Nabal was curlish and unkind, and Abigail was kind uh, in her response to the situation. All right, I'd like to... uh, We're in 1 Samuel. Let's go to 2 Samuel. Chapter 9. Here's an example where David was kind. Um, I'll just read it, beginning in verse 1. And David said, Is there yet any left that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And uh says, there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. Ziba. And when he, they had called him unto David, the king said, Art thou Ziba? And he answered, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul, that I may show kindness of God unto him? And Seba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet his son, which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Seba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Micar, the son of Amiel of Lobar, in Lobar, Lodibar. So the king David sent and fetched him out of the house of Micar, Anyhow, this story goes on. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, they brought him to David. And uh, his name was Mephibosheth. Anyhow, David's... Uh, David uh, took Mephibosheth. Phibosheth, and basically made him his son, treated him as a son. It says in verse 13, So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did eat continually at the king's table and was lame on both his feet. So he, uh, David extended kindness to uh, Mephibosheth and brought him to his house and had him uh, 
sitting and eating with him. Now, uh, like to uh, in the next chapter look at an example where kindness was misunderstood. Second uh, Samuel chapter ten here. It says, and it came to pass after this that the king of the children of Ammon died, and Hanan his son reigned in his stead. Then said David, I will show kindness unto Hanan, the son of Nahash, as his father showed kindness unto me. And David sent to comfort him by the hand of his servants for his father. And David's servants came into the land of the children of Ammon, and the princes of the children of Ammon said unto the Hanan their lord, Thinkest thou that David doth honor thy father, that he hath sent comforters unto thee? Hath not David rather sent his servants unto thee to search the city and to spy it out and to overthrow it? When Hanan took, wherefore Hanan took David's servants and shaved off the one half of their beards and cut off their garments in the middle even to the buttocks, and sent them away. And when they, when they told it unto David, he sent to meet them, because the men were greatly ashamed. And the king said unto, and the king said, Tarry at Jerusalem until your beards have be grown, and then return. Of course, we, uh, we know there, there's more to that story, but just the, the, uh, the idea of where Kindness was misunderstood uh, for whatever reason, whether they didn't want to understand it, didn't uh, uh, yeah they, I mean david David's intent was kindness, they misunderstood it and treat and, and returned uh, uh, bad treatment in in place of it. And I guess saying all those things to uh, to simply say that sometimes those things happen in life, don't they? Sometimes you intend something very kindly and someone misunderstands it and doesn't respond in kind perhaps or even uh, takes that what you intended to be kindness and reads something different into it and the effects that you hope for aren't there. Uh, and then I also just thought briefly of the uh, the idea, so this was kindness misunderstood or rejected. Uh, in this case, it was rejected pretty much. Uh, but then there's maybe there's a, uh, an idea of what you might call a misplaced kindness. Um, think about this one a little bit. So Proverbs 27, 14. He that blesseth his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it shall be counted a curse unto him. <laughs> so what do you think about that? Is that misplaced kindness? In other words, um, you bless your friend with a loud voice, but it's early in the morning and your friend doesn't uh, receive it as anything kind, but uh, uh, rather uh, sees it as offensive. You know, as I was thinking about that, I actually thought about the uh, the concept of the love languages. You know, those books that are written on the love languages and how di- different people interpret love in different ways. You know, the same is somewhat true, I believe, in this concept of kindness. Sometimes uh, what is 
perceived as kindness by one person might not actually be perceived as kindness by another person. Um, it could mean, it could simply be based on difference of personalities and how people perceive things in life. It could be based on experiences where we do something and we're not understanding where that person is at in life, what that week held for them, what difficulty they might have faced, uh, what challenges they might be facing. And we do something that we deem to be kind, but it isn't perceived kind as kindness to them. Uh, those are realities uh, in life. Realities that, uh, and I guess maybe that's where forgiveness comes in, right? When we uh, do something that uh, somebody does something to us, they intended it for kindness and it it was uh, wasn't didn't bless us at that moment, perhaps. Um, so then we have to forgive them for their kindness. <clears throat> Anyhow, so just some different concepts of kindness. Uh, first off, it's, uh, it's a fruit of the Spirit. It's a commandment. It's something to be exercised in our lives. There are... Uh, of course, we looked at some biblical examples of it, and there are times when kindness can be misunderstood, and there are times when we can actually uh, misplace kindness, do a kind deed at the wrong time, and it doesn't bless the person the way we hoped it would. So, so I'd like to wrap it up here in going to Luke again, um, Luke 6. And I'm going to read verse 27 to 36. But I say unto you, which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offereth also the other, and him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that... Taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those which that love them. If ye do good to them that do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. If ye lend to them of whom ye hope to receive again, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great. And ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, even as your Father also is merciful. That's the same verse there that we started on. Be ye, he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Uh, you know the the uh, those uh, various um, instructions that we have in these verses to love our enemies, to do good, to bless, to pray for, to offer the other cheek, are all exercises of kindness. Um, 
and to do good, to lend, to meet the needs of others, and not doing it for a return. And basically, it sums it up uh, by... Basically, I take verse 35 there. It says, And ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind. It basically is saying when you do these kind of things, you are actually being, you're doing what God does. He's kind to the unthankful. He is kind to the uh, evil. So, uh, be ye kind. Simple title. Simple lesson, maybe uh, maybe quite elementary, but uh, probably something that <clears throat> probably something that we all at some point find that uh, we I do at least. I find there's times when I need to be intentional about being kind and uh, it's a good exercise and it's healthy so amen god add your uh, god add his blessing to those few thoughts and may you all be kind